If we want to list every way Spreaker can help podcast publishers, well, we need a podcast of our own. Whether you're in charge of long-running series with extensive backlogs or countless limited series, you can organize and monetize your entire catalog with Spreaker. With Spreaker's customizable publisher plan, you can add collaborators, analyze extensive listener analytics, and even share exclusive content through custom RSS feeds. And that's just for starters. Head to Spreaker.com to learn more. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R dot You're listening to Apparently with Mr. Gander, the podcast that explores life's uncut moments and helps you through them. I'm your host, Mr. Gander. Let's see what we have in store for you today. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode. Um, It's yours truly. And today I have Reba the Diva in the hot seat. Uh, let me tell you a bit about Reba. Uh, she's a professional actor, producer, sexuality educator, and consultant based in the Washington, D.C. area. Um, in 2015, Reba began successfully hosting a series of pleasure-positive sexual education workshops in D.C. and was determined to realize a dream of becoming a full-time entrepreneur, entertainer and entrepreneur. After an unexpected layoff in 2017, Reba walked away from her eight-year career as a fundraising and development officer in a nonprofit sector in pursuit of that dream. So um, she founded her company, Sexpert Consultants LLC, which is a direct sales company that offers educational entertainment with a focus on sexual health. And uh, she co-founded 38 Creative Media Group, a boutique public relations agency specializing in communications, marketing, and brand development. Reba is also an ambassador for the American Sexual Health Association. And through her work at Sexperts Consultants LLC, is committed to promoting sexual health awareness among adults of all ages. Uh, She attended Howard University and has received specialized sexual health education training from Indiana University's Center for Sexual Health Promotion. Um, She's married to her best friend, chef and soulmate, and together they have a beautiful blended family with several kids. In her free time, Reba loves to entertain working on multiple projects in audiobook production, independent film, music production, and theater. So you can find Reba's work on NPR, iTunes, Audible, YouTube, SoundCloud, and of course, this podcast. I mean, I have to put myself in there, right? But anyways, today we talked about a lot of different things when it comes to sex, pleasure, and sex education. And really, the focus I wanted this episode to have was the black man and um, the same thing I've always wanted for every single episode I'm not saying that all of you cannot benefit from each episode you can but I'm trying to help the brothers benefit a lot more from it you know anyways let's get into the episode and enjoy what Reba had to share with us you know uh, it's enlightening so Enjoy. Let's kick it. Hi, River. Thank you for joining. 
and thank you for coming on the show. And um, I already did my intro for you. I just want you to go ahead and give the guests a brief introduction. Who is Reba? Yeah, so I'm Reba Thomas, a.k.a. Reba the Diva, and I am a sex educator uh, and pleasure professional. I started as a sex toy consultant, and um, in 2015, I launched my own business uh, teaching sex education classes to curious adults. Cool deal, cool deal. Sex toys. yeah, I have my own experience <laughs> with sex toys, so uh, maybe we might explore that today. But um, You said you have a lot ex- of experience? No, just my oh, own experience. Oh, you have your own experience. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, a lot, maybe. <laughs> maybe not. But um, today we're just going to focus on like what I told you before you came on the show. It's all about the fear that black men have when it comes to sex, pleasure, and sex education. So um, that's why I have you in the hot seat today. And uh, shout out to the Cove for having us. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you to Reba for making that possible. And um, I'm just going to go ahead and start with uh, Throwback. Throwback. This segment, we're going to go all the way back and... um, we know people know you now as the sex expert, the person that goes out there. You're having all these events and everything. But I want to go back and meet Riba at 15. Mm-hmm. Uh, where is she in our life right now? Interesting that you say 15. I met my husband when I was 15. Um, we dated. He's a bit older than me. Mm-hmm. Um, we dated and ended up becoming friends. Uh, my dad didn't like that he was so much older than me, so he told me <laughs> we were like forbidden to date. And so, um, fifteen years later, here we are, married with a kid of our own. So, um, but at fifteen, um, I, I thought I knew everything, right? Um, <laughs> and I knew nothing. Like at thirty-one, I can say I knew absolutely nothing at fifteen. But yeah. um, I was curious. And I was someone who didn't have any problems asking questions. And if no one could give me an answer that I felt was, you know, true for myself, I had no problem finding things out. So I was Google queen. Um, um, I was the first like person in my friend group to try anything sexual. Um, <laughs> my first experience of like sex and intimacy um i thought i would uh i was in love with this guy and um we were having i wanted to lose my virginity and we were having a hard time um getting it in right Mm -hmm. because we didn't know anything about lube or foreplay or anything like that and anyway long story short we couldn't get it in in the front so I said, hey, let's try it in the back. And (laughs) that was my first experience Mm -hmm. of, you know, anything. And even longer story short, we used lotion that had aloe in it. (laughs) And for anybody who doesn't know, that burns. It burns, okay? Don't use aloe on your sensitive parts. But anyway, um, I had no no idea. So I came to school the next day and I told all my friends that I did it and I was 
you know, not a virgin anymore. Mm-hmm. And I explained, you know, everything that happened. And they were like, oh, my God, you did what? Oh, we don't do that. And I was like, shamed. And it really turned me off from anything. Like, I didn't even, like, want to know my body in that way. So, um, it took me prioritizing my own pleasure to really get to the point that I'm at today. Oh, wow. So, that was heavy. So, that's when you were younger, being 15. Wow. So, that's heavy. (laughs) Um, for, For me, at 15, I think, I... I was I just fathered a son. Wow. Well, I did not know at that time. Okay. So maybe a year later that's mm-hmm. when I found out and uh he actually just turned sixteen now uh, a few month, a few days ago. Last wow. month. Yeah, so that's exciting. Yeah. And, uh, that was my first experience, so uh, I ended up with a with, with a whole t- being. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, I think that happens to a lot of people. My mm-hmm. husband's first son, when uh, he had when he was seventeen. So, um, yeah, it's it's interesting because I feel like if we had a more comprehensive understanding of sex education, yeah, you know what I mean, we would know better. Like we're we're taught as women, we're taught, look, don't get pregnant, don't get an STD, like use condoms if you're going to do it, but we're not taught like how things work or why we shouldn't do things to get pregnant. Yeah, I can see you know that. what I mean? I can see that. So I don't know. It's I think definitely we're lacking on what we teach our children. Like in schools what's taught. Mm-hmm. I think it's definitely lacking. But um that's why I do what I do for adults, you yeah. know? I think at a certain age, like, where are you going to learn these things? That is very true. Right. Well, let me <laughs> tell you what uh, I went through as uh, as an African child growing up. One thing we do not do in African homes is talk about sex, hmm. period. So it's one of those things where nobody knows what happens. We just know you get to a point, you start having sex, you have a baby. That's it. Because parents don't even acknowledge that it exists. So you have a bunch of people that are growing up, becoming adults, that have no idea what happens in the bedroom. So coming to America and finding out that sex education, you have some form of sex education, that was really enlightening. That was really good. But it's still lacking. Like it, it's not exactly, even close to. It's not close. But then if you <laughs> think right, where I'm coming mean, from, yeah. it's not even existent. Yeah. It's not there. I can't so, imagine. Yeah, so it's horrible. So we have a lot of people that are out here now that are going through a lot of struggles trying to find themselves now at 30, 40, and going through a lot of mess mm-hmm. that they probably could have avoided if they just knew what they were doing. Yeah. And maybe a lot of pleasure that they're missing out on as mm-hmm. well. So A recent study just came out in, um, in the UK, I want to say the public health journal Mm -hmm. and anyway there was a lot of facts in there that kind of stood out to me but one of them was that the majority of women aged 55 to 65 Mm -hmm. are the most concerned about having a good sex life wow when you're younger you're more concerned about not getting pregnant yeah (laughs) they're just Doing it and not getting pregnant. That's yeah, it. Wow. Exactly. 55 to 65. And 50% of women, like, 
under 30 mm. or under 35 reported having bad sex in the last 12 months. Wow. Yeah. Like, it's not a priority. Like, learning and knowing these things is not a priority. But when you think back to yourself at, like, 15, yeah. you thought you knew everything. Very right? true. Watched a couple pornos, thought you knew all the things. Very and like true. it didn't dawn on you that those people are actors and they're getting paid yeah. and there is a sequence of events that they're getting paid to do and this is not how intimacy actually works. That is true. <laughs> so. that's, yeah, that's very true because as as a teenager, of course porno was like this gold mm-hmm. thing that everybody finds it and you get so excited and you see a few shots and you go well i'm gonna try that Mm because that's exactly what sex is but that's not what sex is (laughs) so yeah so um we talked about you being a 15 and uh, we kind of went forward Mm -hmm. uh, but then let's see at what point did you decide um that this is what you wanted to do you wanted to teach other people about sex pleasure and uh, basically life you know it Kind of started as a joke. Mm, um, really? Yeah. So, I mean, I've always been that friend who, like, has no filter, you mm. know? I mean, I know how to conduct myself in public, but yeah. if you, like, there's no topic that's off limits in conversation with me. Mm. So, you know, if I just learned what water sports is, I'm going to talk to you about it. I don't care who you are. Yeah. Um, but not everybody's like that because there isn't this, like talking about sex is not normal it's actually shamed you're right in most places but Mm -hmm. especially you're right in our community it is right and so um my husband is a chef and he started a dinner club and um we were hosting couples classes and Mm -hmm. we were trying to think of ways to get people into the door like couples and yeah. I was like well sex sells what how can we sell some sex <laughs> <laughs> joking and so he, he was like well you know couples really like that sex toy presentation stuff I was like oh yeah let me call one of those ladies have her come we can do something collaboratively well there wasn't anybody in our area oh, so wow. I, I had been to a few of those parties and so I had called one of the major companies and they were like <clears throat> Yeah, man, we don't have anybody in your area, but you seem to know a lot about these things. So (laughs) we're having a special. Why don't you buy a kit and you can see if you can make some money? So, I mean, at worst case scenario, I made some money on the stock. Spent some money and got a whole bunch of sex toys, right? Um, Best case scenario, I made some money on the side. And so we were having the dinners and they were pretty successful. But uh, at one of the dinners, um, one of the women there was like, man, you can teach a blowjob workshop. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) no, really, I could, though. (laughs) Um, There was a book that I was reading called Tickle His Pickle by Dr. Sadie Allison. And it was all about, like, what to do. And, like, there are things about the penis that I had, like, no idea about and so I sat down and I made a PowerPoint presentation I'm a mm. big nerd um, it's okay it's okay <laughs> so I made a PowerPoint presentation and I invited some friends over and I you know conducted the class we carved cucumbers we talked about the anatomy and I came up with these tricks mm-hmm. you know based on what we learned about the anatomy and they thought it was amazing. They wanted me to come out for bachelorette parties. And so I hosted one at a work share space just like this one, mm-hmm. put it on Eventbrite, and three years later, here we are. Nice, nice. <laughs> that's 
that's a good story because <laughs> uh, it tells how uh, you just pursued something you're passionate about. Maybe it took that joke to get you lined up with it, mm-hmm. but eventually you're here now and yeah. you're doing what you love. And uh, we look at that in our community, in the black community, we shun a lot of things. I'm pretty sure that people out there like you, they're thinking, well, I could probably do this. Mm-hmm. I could probably be really good at this, but my mom would never allow this. Yeah. My dad would basically disown me. Yeah. And um, like for Africans now, and I'm pretty sure in the black community as well, it's, well, there's this comedian, I forgot her name. Her joke always is that, uh, Africans don't give birth to anybody. They give birth to engineers, doctors, and lawyers. <laughs> they tell you, they say, oh, what sex is a child? They say, my child is a doctor. <laughs> so, yeah, I just gave birth to an engineer or to a lawyer. So, imagine somebody going to a parent, an African parent, and telling them, like, hey, I want to be a sex expert. They, they would die. They would lose it. Can you imagine how my father felt when I said, yeah, so I got laid off and I'm not getting another job. <laughs> I'm oh going God. to teach sex classes. Yeah, I could yeah. just see, I could just envision that. That's, that's crazy. So I rent the bottom half of my parents' house. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we're into an intergenerational home. And my mm-hmm. father was like, absolutely not, not in my house. You got to leave. And I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> because this rent check is coming on time. <laughs> So, um, I don't know. He, both of my parents actually are not like very open about what I do. Mm-hmm. When you ask my mom, she says, oh, she teach women, she teaches women's classes. Uh, <laughs> it's not like, you know, it's not like, oh, my daughter's a sex educator. And to be completely honest, it took a while for me to come out of the professional closet. Like mm-hmm. I started as a, um, communications professional, fundraising and development for nonprofits. Mm-hmm. And um, this year, I, you know, updated my LinkedIn to include all my sexuality educator information. And I lost a couple of LinkedIn followers. And oh, that, wow. that, that's fine. I get it. I, I get it. Like, you know, people are like, well, this goes against my religious views and I'm just like, but you're a mom or, or a dad. Exactly. You've, you've had the sex. So I don't, I don't understand why it's not okay for me to talk about it. So I don't know. People project their shame onto you a lot of times. And that's kind of what I had to realize. Um, it's not, I'm not doing something shameful. No, you're not. But people feel shame about sex and their bodies and how things work and so that like makes me dirty or you know yeah but the the problem the problem we face in the black community i i I really don't know what the women say because i i'm always kicked out when i'm sitting amongst (laughs) a lot of women but with guys we brag we say all these things amongst our friends but in reality, we don't really practice half of the things that we preach or the <laughs> things that we claim we do. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna revo- they're going to revoke my card for this. But <laughs> we make all these claims. We do all this bragging with our friends like, yeah, man, I tapped that. I did. Mm-hmm. But then when you really look at it, they don't have a single idea of what's going on. They have no idea what's going on with their own body or how to pleasure somebody else and um, we don't want to go to somebody and seek that advice or that information because what one it undermines your manhood 
and two it's just weird it's yeah. just gross like asking somebody else but especially asking a woman mm-hmm. and you're like oh she knows what an i do mm-hmm. what does that make me mm-hmm. so that's there's yeah. a lot of ego involved in sex. oh a lot and to be completely honest the best sex involves shedding of that ego right and being yeah. just showing up as your complete and utter self right that is true so yeah of course you guys are going to talk about the things that don't matter, right? The, yeah. oh, my girl had five, 15 orgasms. She's just a really good liar, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, and to give you kind of an insight into what we talk about, like what women talk about, mm-hmm. we don't know either. So we, can, we don't have penises. So, like, we don't, we have no idea yeah. what's supposed to be. I'll tell you, the first time I ever saw an uncircumcised penis, you know, in America, 80% of men are uncircumcised. And so, the first time I ever saw an uncircumcised penis, I was like, what in the world is that? (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, but it took me talking to my friends to find out that, like, oh, right, this guy that I was dating was Haitian, and that's probably why he was not circumcised, Mm -hmm. and also, this is what an uncircumcised penis looks like. And so... Also, to be completely honest, what I've learned is that some women won't even talk to each other because they're friends with each other's mates. So it's uh, like, I don't want to say if he likes me to put my fingers in his butt because then she's going to be looking at him and, like he's got and, something yeah, wrong with him. Yeah, kind of judge know? him. Yeah, so uh, I get that a lot, which is why people come to my public classes. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, they're in a room full of strangers they'll never see again. So it's... Uh, almost like you're anonymous, you know, and you still get to learn about what you want to learn. But I also have women who come to me for, like, bachelorette parties who have no problem talking to each other. And so I think it's just facilitating community in our communities and destigmatizing and and normalizing conversations about sex. Yeah, so, um, which is basically what the segment... For the culture. How can we use your expertise to help promote the culture? It's to teach and educate these people that, hey, it's okay to talk about sex. Even if it's not something all the way to what you're doing, it's Mm -hmm. just... Know the basics, know what's going on with your body, know how to protect yourself, and know what you enjoy and what you don't. Yeah, and know the risks involved and what you want to do. Yeah, and... uh, And stop trying to compare yourself to other people. Like, everyone's always like, oh, well, what's normal? Everyone wants to know what's normal, right? What's normal is what you feel. Like, that's what's normal for you, if certain things turn you on or turn you off that's normal for you yeah i actually like that so what's normal is what you feel yeah um because like you said people comparing because friends will listen well he said his girlfriend does this now one you don't have any idea if that's true because guys lie all the time all the time <laughs> and um now you going home and you go to your partner and say hey well, how come you don't do this? And in her head, all she heard is like, oh, you've been cheating on me with somebody else. <laughs> because like, what? Because such is doing this. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So there's a lot of things that come out of not knowing it. We end up ruining relationships. And um, 
maybe it's just having people shun us because we ask questions mm -hmm. and we want to know and it's like why do you want to know like what you've been doing who you've yeah. been talking to mm -hmm. and uh and i know i went through that as a teenager it's it was one of those things i got curious and then i tried to find out and then my aunt that raised me will find out that i was trying to find out something <laughs> and she would call my mom in america it's like you need to tell your son to stop doing that and of course she's like thousands of miles away i mean all she can say is like stop it and that's it <laughs> don't do that yeah don't do that so i grew up uh i want to say amongst my friends i was one of the more open and more free people person and even now i'm realizing that i'm really conservative when it comes to sex and everything because i've met people that are even way out there than me yeah and i see how freeing it is and how much how comfortable they are when it comes to talking about sex mm -hmm. and then i'll have them with my friends that i grew up with and i can see like this this two different worlds i see this comfortable group over here and then there's this group over here that's just looking at me like who is this mm -hmm. why am i even talking to this person mm -hmm. right now you know i never talk about sex mm -hmm. now i feel so uncomfortable and i'm in the middle just looking at it, like just say something say something <laughs> come on don't, don't embarrass me say something yeah it's crazy well you know the what the reason why i think there's so much discomfort mm -hmm. around it is because because there's so much shame and ridicule around talking about it we mm -hmm. become repressed True. so all of the things that we maybe have like burning desires to want to know or mm -hmm. want to experience we've been taught to stuff down and not talk about and True. so that causes this repression and like it makes you even like not it, it makes the act of sex dirty at that point, right? Very true. Because it's like you're so repressed and you like I deal with clients who when they come to me they're they're so repressed in their thinking about sex that mm -hmm. like we have to start with, okay, sex is not bad. <laughs> Let's yeah. start there. It's okay to have an orgasm. Like pleasure is good like because there's so many institutions and in our parents and even sometimes religion that tells mm -hmm. us like we must deny ourselves of pleasure sexual pleasure and like personal pleasure and personal gratification and like yes gluttony in most forms is not good for you right? true but everything in moderation and like pleasure is like essential to your well-being like essential like it you release endorphins and like you de-stress in this way and when i say pleasure i'm not just talking about sexual pleasure but i'm yeah. also talking about like sensual pleasure like enjoying the way things feel on mm -hmm. you and like enjoying intimate touch and good conversation like this is all pleasure and like we deny ourselves of these things all the time no definitely and uh the thing with most guys when they think about pleasure to think about okay we're just gonna have sex that's it there's no foreplay there's nothing it's just sex and then somebody say oh well stop i want you to play do foreplay first like, what why and they look at you like you're strange like mm -hmm. why don't we just do it mm -hmm. and then you you're amongst your friends hanging out and somebody's telling you man we just it was just foreplay we had, like we had foreplay for like an hour and then nothing happened and we just went to bed and everybody's like really you can do that because like, we are we're so programmed that 
even with the tiny amount of foreplay that we do, he has to end up with intercourse. Yes. Or in an orgasm. You know, orgasm. Right. And if, if the woman does not orgasm, and you think that you failed. We feel the same way sometimes, right? Really? Like, yeah. If a, if a woman is having sex with a man and, you know, she orgasms or doesn't, mm-hmm. but he doesn't, it's almost a direct, like, reflection of how the quality yeah. of your vagina. <laughs> wow. Well, you see, I thought that was just a thing that guys feel. Because no, we feel the guys are like, yeah, man, I don't know. Like, I don't think it's going to work out. It's like, why? And then they don't really want to come out and tell you what happened. But if you just listen closely, you figure out, like, yeah, she probably did not uh, <laughs> orgasm. And then he's feeling bad now. It's like, yeah, man, I don't, we just don't vibe. It's like, dude, you vibe in every single way possible. It's like, nah, nah, I'm not feeling her. That's just exactly what just yeah. happened, and then you go back later on, and then somebody else starts dating her, and everything's going well. It's like, yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. She's not good. Yeah, like, no. Like, yeah, she is. Like, you just thought you failed. Because an orgasm is a badge of honor. Exactly. Right? And, like, no. <laughs> and the crazy thing is, like, because we repress ourselves so much... Mm-hmm. Sometimes women can't even advocate for themselves. Like, they don't even know their bodies well enough to say, well, okay, I like this, or I require clitoral stimulation, mm-hmm. or, you know, I really like it when you touch my butt. Like, they don't, we don't feel empowered to say these things. True. And so you guys definitely don't feel empowered. No, yeah. I, it's like, I don't even think I was comfortable saying something like that till probably maybe two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was basically in my late 20s. So I said, hey, I actually do like this. Yeah. Look, so the number one thing that I teach in my classes that women and men really mm-hmm. don't know about the male body is that there are two types of orgasm, mm-hmm. right? There's the penile orgasm that we all know about, but then yeah. there's the prostate orgasm, and that comes from prostate stimulation, which can either be directly through the anus mm-hmm. or indirectly through the perineum, which yep. is between, between the, legs. the scrotum yep. and the genitals. So it's it's mind-boggling for me to think that there are men in this world who will die not having experienced the orgasms that their bodies are intended to Billions of them. That's crazy. Billions. Because um, a lot of guys just see anything close to that back region. It's like, oh, no, man. Yeah, man, I'm not gay. What are you yeah. talking about? And then. That's, I mean, look, the patriarchy is messing with y'all too. So. It is. No, no, it is. Big time. That's what people don't get. Yeah. They think, oh, you guys, you guys have it so. No, we do not. Because mm-hmm. one, we're judging each other for somebody saying, well, I like uh, anal simulation. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, really? Mm. Oh, wow. Well, he must be gay. Yeah, he's the gay. women he's say the... it too. And yeah. I'm just like, girl. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, with women saying it, I'll forgive them for that. But the other guys, dude, you know you like it too. It's just because <laughs> I'm saying it. Now, all of a sudden, I'm the gay one and you're not. And then you're going to go home and ask your girlfriend to do it to you. But then you're going to keep quiet when I say it out loud. Okay? Or you're going to resent your girlfriend because it felt good. Exactly. You know? Like, and now, yeah, because you don't want her to tell her friends. Exactly. And then you're not going to tell her. And then you're not going to experience it anymore. Because, like, it's just 
People shame themselves into having bad sex all the time. All the I feel time. like I say this at least once a day. Stop shaming yourself into having bad sex. Well, that's the, it's. I don't think it's really something we think about nowadays. It's mm-hmm. just so in uh, in us that we just end up doing it. Mm-hmm. And so it takes somebody like you creating a system to help ease us off of that idea of shame. Yeah. And I know you sent an article that was talking about um, pleasures and stuff and mm-hmm. uh, how people are so ashamed to admit the things that I like. Mm-hmm. And I read it and I was like, yeah, man, that, that was me. Mm-hmm. And it took me meeting somebody who was much more open, at least to me, for me to say, hey, by the way, I actually do like this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, really? It's like, yeah. And then I went in my head like, really? You do? Because <laughs> it was like somebody listening to somebody else say these things. And I would talk to friends and I will talk about it. And it's like, wow, man, America has changed you. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's not America. One, I was 17 when I came to America. Mm-hmm. So what are you talking about? We never had these conversations. <laughs> and now I'm telling you this. And just because you've grown up in that a culture where sex is uh, a taboo we don't talk about it it just happens when you have a baby and that's it yeah now i'm in a culture where it's much more acceptable to talk about t- sex and i'm telling you what i've learned and you think like america's changed you there's a lot of things we blame america for yeah there's a <laughs> lot of things and parents will always tell you it's like ah oh, it's because of america mm. you say one thing to your parents like yeah because you went to America, that's why. <laughs> it's like, no, it's just, there's so much more. There are people like you here to help us get to this new level of consciousness. Mm-hmm. And um, unfortunately, not everybody's open to it. Nope. And especially for black guys, it's, I don't know if it's because it's some, usually most sex experts, I'm guessing, end up being women. Yeah. Most of them, so... I don't know if it's that pride or that ego. It's like, well, I'm not going to let a woman tell me what to do. But if you're with a woman, who do you expect to really teach you about women? Yeah. And um, really, who, ex- who do you expect to teach you about yourself? Because mm-hmm. we just have penises. I don't think we really know how to work with them. No, no. Which yeah. is also why I educate the women, too. Because mm-hmm. it's like, well, if you don't know, then your girl can come home and teach you, right? Exactly, yeah. And so, you know, I encourage all of my students to go home and, like, teach their... And, by the way, my classes are not just for women. Yeah. But, you know, as some as a penis pleaser, right, mm-hmm. um, I started my classes kind of geared toward people like me. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, like, I teach so many other... I teach couples classes, right? And so my... Um, approach right is not to tell you what you should be doing because you're right men have very fragile egos and i'm not going to pretend to know more about your body we're not intimate so i don't know what's happening you know what i mean but i can sit you down with your partner and say let's make a model a physical model right Mm -hmm. of our ideal sexual experience and explain it to each other so it creates a safe space within your relationship for yeah. you to have that conversation with your partner, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's really the only time I ever see men 
who are heterosexual is at my couple class, couple oh, really? classes. Yeah, because you know they're either they want to like spice up their love lives or they mm-hmm. want their you know spouse to try new things. New things. Um, or <clears throat> what I've been noticing lately is the wife will bring their husband for like their anniversary. Oh, really? Because it's like you know, let's just. I'm just helping you have the conversation. I'm not telling you what to do or how to do it or when to do it or why you should. Mm-hmm. But I am telling you, like, okay, look, this is what's out there. This is all the things that can be done. What do you like? Talk to yourselves. Yeah. And, you know, it's a very intimate conversation between couples. Um, I leave the room for most parts because, it. like, it's all about y'all. About the, like, about the two people. Yeah. So, and we play little games, like chess games, to mm-hmm. get you guys in the mood to, like, trust each other and communicate with each other. But, yeah, I've just, I've realized that, like, my teaching style is less about, like, lecturing, unless we're talking, like, anatomy and yeah. how things work, um, and more facilitating a conversation because... You're not going to do it on your own, right? No, no, that's and we're true. so afraid to talk about it. So, ah, yeah, because that's also what is affecting the families. Mm-hmm. It's these little things. It's she's not letting me talk about the things I want to try, or he's not into what I'm into. So maybe we're not meant to be together and separating homes. And we have uh, non-black friends who. Are much more freer than us and they have great relationships and you're looking at them like what are you doing i'm not doing it's like well we talk about sex yeah. like, like oh no no we don't do that we church people like, my first clients were non-black like mm-hmm. my first all of the like you know people who wanted to try it just because they saw it on eventbrite all mm-hmm. non-black but as like the word got out mm-hmm. It's really diverse now. Um, and I think that we're learning, because believe it or not, I worked with a pastor yeah. who, uh, who was like creating this couples cruise. And she was like, look, I'm not ashamed to talk about it. We have kids. Exactly. Y'all are married. Okay. We, God created us. So let's talk about what it is that we're, we can do. Like, yeah. So, yeah. No, that, that's the thing. It's... People have imposed these rules and stuff on sex and they think, well, if, for example, the pastor, I'm pretty sure that people out there that are judging her mm-hmm. is like, well, you call yourself a pastor and you, you're getting involved in things like this. Mm-hmm. Like, some, she might even lose uh, members of the congregation. Or she'll gain people because she's being real. True. You know? Well, she'll gain the, the people that mm-hmm. accept that, but mm-hmm. the... The main solid core, the ones that are still affecting the community, are going to leave mm-hmm. just because they don't believe in those things. So, um, question. How many black people, that I would say maybe older than 30s, like older than millennials, have you ever had as clients? I actually, so when you think about the, my black, the population of my clients that are mm-hmm. black, mm-hmm. 50-50. Oh, really? There are a lot of women over 40 who come to me after divorce, after menopause, after being widowed to, mm-hmm. f- you know, figure it out. Mm-hmm. I didn't know before what to do, and here I am at this age, and 
I want to know. I need wow. to know. What it's about actually, guys? I don't see many guys. Ah. You know? I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't see. Now, I, I see some gay guys. They come, they come to my classes. But men are less likely to come to a social event to learn about something that affects their ego. True. Right? So what I've done is created online classes. For people to still maintain their anonymity, right? Mm-hmm. Y'all are Googling how to do this stuff anyway, right? Yes, Telling we everybody do. you yes, know everything, but you're Googling, okay? And Google is flawed. We all know that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I've created these online classes that, you know, you can have access to forever. And um, what my favorite class, and this is the, like, the flagship class is called How to Eat Cake, Cunnilingus 101. And because, look, my first in-person class was the fellatio class. Mm -hmm. But having, and for those of you who don't know what cunnilingus is, it's the art of oral pleasure on a vagina. Um, But, yeah, so I realized that, like, oral sex is something that people don't know much about. They want to improve their skills on it, right? And so men are not going to come sit in a circle, (laughs) make, carve, you know, vagina models and talk about it. But they will take an online class. Yeah, but uh, that's another thing, too, where you mentioned that most of the guys end up being gay guys. Mm -hmm. And and I've grown up, I've found out that a lot of my friends stay away from having gay friends because they believe that, well... Being friends to somebody who's gay is going to mean that you're gay. I'm like, because no. it's contagious? Apparently it okay. is. <laughs> yeah, and I had no idea. And I've been around gay people all this time. So If you hang around a gay yeah. person and it makes you gay, you were never straight to Not exactly, exactly my point. And, and it took me working with people who were gay and making friends who were gay and realizing like, hey, I am secured in my in my manhood, and I am fine. I would joke, I would laugh and play with somebody. But at the end of the day, they know I'm straight. I know you're gay. Mm-hmm. We're friends. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Yep. And the men who project their shame onto gay men typically have something inside of them that is making them feel threatened. Right? Yeah. And so, you know my charge to those men who have who like have this severe homophobia right because mm-hmm. homophobia is rampant yeah. in our community oh it is and so but i think that a lot of times it's like self-loathing you know what i mean it's yeah. like i hate gay people because maybe i like fingers in my butt and like maybe if you knew that fingers in your butt wasn't a gay thing you wouldn't hate gay people maybe yeah, that's, Again, this is why I do the work. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. That's why I kept saying uh, it's really great to have somebody like you in the community, somebody helping us understand ourselves. Because we as guys, we claim we know everything. Mm-hmm. And we, heck, we don't even ask for directions. <laughs> so uh, who, what makes you think we're going to actually meet, the, go out there and ask somebody how to do this? Yeah, right? how to do this. No. <laughs> I know I'm lost. I've been lost for the last two hours, but I'm not asking anybody for direction. I'll figure it out. But so I'm not going to walk outside and say, hey, by the way, can you tell me about sex? No way. Mm -hmm. I'll figure it out. And then you end up going for years and decades and 
you have no idea what you're doing, mm-hmm. losing partners because, and you meet somebody who's freer than you, who's like, ah, oh, nah, man, she's a slut. Right, she must be a hoe. Exactly. Who's she been with? She know everything? Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like, you don't see yourself as a problem. You don't see yourself as a person who's uh, in the box. You see the other person as a problem. You project everything on them. Mm-hmm. And um, I used to be one of those people. Mm-hmm. It's always like, oh, nah, man, yeah. I can't be with her. And then later on, looking back, and I realized, like, hey, they they just knew more than I did. That's all it was. The number one thing that I hear from young black men Mm -hmm. is, um, oh, you know, you can tell a girl's a hoe by how tight her vagina is. Yeah. Let me just state for the record Mm -hmm. that, the vagina is a very like stretchy tube of material. Okay, it's like exactly. a glove, right? Yep. No matter how many times you put a glove on, it's still gonna fit. Okay, very true. The muscles inside of that part of you, mm-hmm. right, are controlled by a lot of things, genetics, and you know certain health predispositions. Yep. And anyway, a virgin could be loose, and the most promiscuous woman on the block could be the tightest person that you've ever felt. And when I say that to men, it's like it, their mind blow is like blown. Yeah. But I think it's also because like sex is often used as a weapon. Like mm-hmm. it's to it's used to like show power and you know, that's, that's also why we have rape, right? Yeah. Because, you know, it's that's the ultimate form of power. And so not allowing yourself to be free when you are giving yourself that power, quote mm-hmm. unquote, is doing yourself a really disservice. And like you're not ever going to get it. Like you're, you oh, know yeah, what I mean? very true. Like it's just, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I get exactly what <laughs> you mean. And um, again, it's a, that thing that people just assume, well, she's been with so many people, so she's so loose and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then somebody that tells you or in your mind claims to be a virgin mm-hmm. is like, nah, there's no way she was a virgin, man. She was so loose. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, come on. You know, like, yeah. All bodies are made differently. Very different. Yeah. And as guys, we should know that because uh, it's really obvious in us with penises and everything, it's, they're not the same. No. I know we, and another thing I found out. A guy would never talk about anything he's going through in that region Mm-mm. around his friends, Mm-mm. ever. If you talk to a friend, that that's like a brother. That's that's when you know you guys are like mm-hmm. deep, deep friends. But just people that you should be comfortable to share those things with. Nah, he will hide it, and but he will same, not talk to anybody. But same here, like women, we don't talk about this either because like. We don't know how things are supposed to work. We just don't. We don't know if there's supposed to be a smell. Is mm-hmm. it supposed to, like, leak? Is yeah. it, is it, you know what I mean? Exactly. And and that's also why people don't, like, go to the doctor either. Um, yeah. I work with a lot of medical professionals, uh, uro- urologists, gynecologists, nurse practitioners who basically they call me i'm like the front lines because Mm -hmm. people you're right they just will not they won't seek help because they won't talk about it they don't want to tell a stranger or a doctor or someone that they can't get it up or that it hurts when they pee or that you know it takes 
certain positions to orgasm. You know what I mean? And yeah. people just aren't getting the help that they need. And no. at the at that point it becomes like a public health issue, right? It becomes a reproductive health issue. It is. So it is. And it's not yeah. just like, you know, extracurricular, oh, we're getting our kicks off. It's, no, that's exactly what people don't understand is like seeking uh, mentorship or education for sex it doesn't make you weird it doesn't mean that, that that's you're just trying to be kinky mm-hmm. yeah you can be kinky and all I mean I'm not judging kinky I like kinky <laughs> but it's also helping you understand the process the biology behind it mm-hmm. um, I studied biology in undergrad and everything so I know the biology but then I was missing on all this other portion of it. It's like, okay, yeah, you know the anatomy, but do you really know how to utilize it? Mm-hmm. And uh, it took a while. So, well, for the female body, the vagina, it's like, yeah, I, I could reproduce that thing on a paper every <laughs> single time. And then I came face to face with it. I'm like, okay, um, what do we do with this? Uh-huh. And it took a lot of trials to actually even have an idea of what I'm doing. And then I'll find out something that's like, oh, my God, like, I never knew this. And also, what works for one partner doesn't really work work for the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wish somebody had told me that a while (laughs) back. It was was like, hey, this works for this person, so let's let's try it. It's like, oh, well, you must be weird because it's worked before. (laughs) So I don't know what's wrong with you. Yeah. Yes, all of a sudden it's her problem. Yeah. It's her fault. Yeah. Like, I don't know what's wrong with you because yeah. I know it works. I've tried it before it works. And, and <laughs> Not you, on this body. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and then they're looking at you like, what are you talking about? It's like, ah, you don't get it. It's just, you're just weird. I mean, it's okay. Yeah. I, I love you for who you are. It's like, <laughs> but it's, that's what a lot of guys do. It's mm-hmm. like we try one thing. Mm-hmm. It worked out feel proud about of ourselves that's normal yeah yep and then we go and try it again it doesn't work i was like well maybe i was having an off day try it again it doesn't work it's like yeah well it's not me it's, it's not normal yeah, right? it's not normal yeah. it's like yeah and then you don't want to try anything else because now you failed once you failed twice you don't want to fail again because mm-hmm. that ego and a lot of guys want to have threesomes <laughs> but they forget they always have it because the ego is in the room with them at all times it's like yeah it's crazy so I'm a bisexual woman mm. and I've been approached a lot about threesomes in my life right and typically it's men who think that the women are going to be laying side by side and their sole goal is yeah. to please both of the women <laughs> because they're the biggest best man in the room and it's mm. just I'm not gonna that's crazy like that's people don't have sex with other people to stroke their ego. exactly <laughs> and uh, that's and I've told friends I was like hey you're really asking for this but trust me when you're in that situation I don't think you're going to really want it because mm-hmm. this is just an idea it's just something you see on TV <laughs> and movies or in the pornos the where pornos. the women really are laying next to each yeah, other but and like that's I think that's how it's going to happen it's like imagine how awkward that's going to be like, also like it's not enjoyable for the person not. who's left out like yeah. it's, it's, it's like just, oh so what are you doing it's like yeah just checking Instagram just oh, checking yeah, my timeline yeah on my, phone. Yeah, yes, on my timeline until my turn definitely been in those situations yeah it's that's that's, that's really weird because and um and I tell friends this and it's like ah oh, nah man you wait till I get it's like dude yeah, okay. it's never gonna be like that because it's never it's not about you like yeah, I yeah. I could sit here and talk all day about like threesomes and p- polyamory, mm-hmm. which is something that like the black community we are not 
It's funny because like we will never openly talk about polyamory. No. But there are so many of us living in polyamorous relationships and don't even know it. <laughs> so, you know, I'm just, I'm happy to like shine a light into, you know, what other people have created as normal for them. Yeah. yeah. And that's really uh, why I'm glad that you came on. And um, I'm going to share all the links and everything. I'll share the the study that you, you mentioned mm-hmm. and also I'll share the article you sent me the very first time on your website okay. and um, if you have any upcoming events or anything I'm definitely going to go ahead and share that and please 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 guys go and learn yes like humble yourself like yes. leave the ego at home the ego will be fine for just one day because just go out there and learn and just don't lose somebody because you don't know what you're doing mm-hmm. if, especially if somebody you care for if you really care that much, go out there and learn these things. And uh, if you want to do, uh, learn from somebody from your culture, I have Reba the Diva. Hey, y'all. Yeah, she's going <laughs> to go ahead and do that for you. Be there or just get the online uh, yeah. course, courses as well. And if you don't want anybody to know you're doing it, and um, just because so the link is on your website for yeah. that course, right? Mm-hmm. So just go online, get it, pay for it, and watch it in your home. And and I've got free classes too. I teach live classes twice a month, mm-hmm. so just check the website. Yeah, check see. the website yeah. and uh, jump on it. Um, and you usually on live Instagram live as well. I do some Instagram lives. I'm working on it, trying to yeah. figure out. Yeah, because you know, I, I know you did one with the nurse practitioner. I did. Yes, nurse uh, Jenna. She's awesome. Yeah, she was. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was one of the ones in there. Mm. Yeah, but uh, that's one of the things that you got to do. Just to learn the things that you need to. If yeah. you're not comfortable being out there, what? Heck, just go somewhere. Maybe go into a, go to another city where nobody knows you. Yeah. And go to one, and you never know. You might maybe actually meet somebody there too. Yeah. So, um, I'm not promoting breaking up relationships, <laughs> but uh, if you go and meet somebody that you're much more comfortable with, and it works out better, why not? <laughs> well, I think you definitely should just learn how to prioritize your pleasure. Like, learn you can't know how to advocate for your pleasure if you don't know what that even is yeah time for the talk so Riba, um i just want us to wrap it up and have you if there are certain things you can advise not just men mm-hmm. but the black community of how we should approach sex, pleasure, and sex education. What are those things that you would tell them? I'm going to leave you with this thought, mm-hmm. right? As black people, we are often hypersexualized, oversexualized, mm-hmm. fetishized as these passionate, beautiful, sexual black creatures, mm-hmm. right? Don't allow that image to rule you Mm. okay find out the truth for yourself yeah (laughs) know what your pleasure is what pleases you okay don't worry about your partner right now Mm -hmm. i'm saying find out what pleases you because when you can say what pleases you that opens the door for your partner to say what pleases them and that puts you guys both on a journey to having a better intimate life together. Yeah. So.
gems. <laughs> hey guys, so um, you heard it from her. What? Wait, so I'm not this sexual being that people have been saying that I am? I mean, you can be, but own oh. it. Like, oh. own it. Oh. You know, don't let that be yeah. something that's shameful. Oh, cause, no, because I was owning it. Own it, yeah. you sexy beast. <laughs> yeah, actually, I think I need a shirt that says I'm the sexiest beast alive. <laughs> yeah, but guys, please, 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 we joke and we laugh about it, but it's very serious. Um, your sexual being, your pleasure is as important as your mental state which is another thing that a lot of black men struggle with and that's that's for another day people mm. we're gonna talk about that another day Reba it was a pleasure having you I really appreciate everything and um, definitely gonna be in one of those classes um, quite quite possibly in the next few days <laughs> but it's and I've gone through a lot of things. I know you have the checklist uh, yeah. for, for couples and everything. And uh, I actually printed it out. So um, she doesn't know yet, but yeah. Yeah, so that's what I use for my couples class. Mm-hmm. You can like, print out two copies, give her one, you take one, complete them separately. Yeah. And then over dinner, talk about it. Just talk. Yeah. Not, you know, in the bed, not before an intimate moment, but like when you guys have a space to be alone and quiet talk about it just start the conversation yeah that's all it takes people just start the conversation mm-hmm. and uh you don't know everything about your body please guys you don't trust <laughs> me you think you do but you do not well it changes over time too so that is true it gets really wrinkly too sometimes <laughs> so um watch out for that but um thank you reba i really appreciate it um thank definitely would like to have you again um, maybe Anytime. down the line, uh, get you on board and see if we can maybe do a, like a a class kind of things every now and then for the guys. Um, if you have any feedback for this, please uh, shoot me an email, send me a DM, and I will connect you guys with River. Well, that's all for today, folks. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Praying Little Mr. Gander. It's always a pleasure having you. Please don't forget to review us on iTunes and share with your friends on all your social media platforms. If you have any topics you would like to discuss, please send me an email at info at mrganda.com or DM me on Instagram. If you have any guests that you would like to hear, please let me know. I'll try to reach out to them. Remember, my show is not perfect. I'm not perfect. Life is not perfect. If you accept this, thank you. If you don't, goodbye.